fans, and welcome to another edition of the Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm Joe Greenwich, and I am joined by St. Joseph's men's lacrosse head coach Taylor Ray to talk about the Hawks' 2023 season, which gets underway on Saturday against Sacred Heart. Coach, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joe. And before we get into that upcoming season, we should take a, a brief look back at 2022, which was your final season in the NEC. And it was a momentous occasion. The Hawks claimed the league title, their first ever NCAA tournament appearance. And you had a great opportunity to celebrate that championship recently with the annual face-off dinner, which is a great event every year. But how much more excitement did the, the championship add to this year's edition? You know, I think it was a great way to finally kind of put the, the cap on the 2022 season and put that really formally behind us to celebrate the seniors, to celebrate the season. We also also celebrated 30 years of varsity lacrosse on Hawk Hill, so uh, it was great. We had uh, almost 50 alums in the room. We got to honor the senior class from 2022 and celebrate the first ever NCAA tournament appearance. So it was a, a wonderful evening, and uh, you know now we're able to kind of turn the page entirely and focus on, uh, on 2023. That was one of the things I was going to ask. Is that sort of thing? And I guess maybe every year you're honoring your your graduated seniors. So is that always a good way to kind of just cap off the previous year and say, all right, whether whether you had success or or, or you didn't reach your goals, whatever, it's the book is closed. Now we're moving forward. Absolutely, and it's. Uh... It's a great way to honor the the graduating class from the previous year to talk about the 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 successes that you had the previous season and and really just kind of put that all behind you. And when you have an even sort of bigger bigger things to celebrate and you know it's it's something that I know our alums and our current team have been looking forward to and you have the ring ceremony and all that and you know, in, in some ways, you're, you're almost excited that it's that it's behind you and you can kind of put that to bed and, and just focus on the here and the now and getting the 2023 season off. It was a, a fun night and certainly uh, it was uh, it was fantastic to do that. And, and we had a lot of fun, but it's great now to be focused entirely on, on 2023 and not to be talking about last year anymore. <laughs> talking about closing the book, it also closed the book on the time in the NEC and you guys are now moving to a new conference that doesn't really seem new. We'll talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. But one last question about last year. You've probably answered this a dozen times, but f- for those listening, obviously very invested in the program, what did it mean for you personally and, and for the program to, to close that NEC chapter with that title and to go to the NCAA tournament for the first time? Well, I think that you know we really enjoyed our time in the in the Northeast Conference. It helped us to kind of get things on track and get moving in the right direction. We had a lot of success. We won a lot of games in the NEC, but that conference title had been elusive to say the least. So, for in our in our final year to come out of there, not just to win the conference tournament, but to win the regular season and to and to win the conference tournament at home you know, on Sweeney Field, in front of our fans and alums and parents and all the supporters of the program. It was it was really, really special. And uh, we're thrilled to be finally kind of at home in the Atlantic 10 with every other sport on campus. So we're uh, couldn't be more excited about the first year of Atlantic 10 lacrosse. Well, I alluded to it. You mentioned it. After 30 years of being an associate member here or an affiliate member there, Men's Lacrosse is finally home a founding member of the Atlantic 10 Men's Lacrosse Conference. Obviously, it's an important thing, the way you were just talking about it. But 
I would say, how does it feel? But what do you, what do you think it would mean to the program and and to to, to, to the guys on the team to kind of have it's new but a, a very familiar league affiliation? You're going to have the same rivals that you mentioned, like the women's lacrosse team competing with Richmond and UMass every year. So will you, you know, mm-hmm. St. Bonaventure. There are associate members with with uh, High Point and Hobart, but th- those other schools are are three very familiar schools to any fan in the Atlantic 10, any of our other teams here at St. Joe's. So h- how will that, I won't say change, but h- how will that impact, you think, just the general experience for the guys in the program moving forward? I think you're, you're, you're spot on. It feels, I don't know, more, more comfortable to be talking about playing the same schools as everybody else. You know, when we're talking about, you know, our NEC rivalry games and, 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 and you know, the battles that we had with Bryant and Mount and, you know, all of the teams in the NEC, Hobart, obviously, you know, sometimes for people who follow Atlantic 10 sports, they're like, you know, why, why is St. Joe's playing, though? And you're in a conference with, with who? And now for us to be playing the UMasses and the St. Bonnies and Richmond and so forth, it's, uh, you know, it's, it just feels, it feels more comfortable to be facing the same teams that the other schools on campus face on a regular basis year in and year out. So looking at your squad that's, that's going to take that first year of Atlantic 10 lacrosse on, uh, by my count, I think there's something like 24 seniors and grad students on the team. How important is it to have so much experience and and veteran leadership on your roster? And I should add championship experience because not all experience is the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every coach will tell you having veteran leaders and strong leadership amongst your captains and upperclassmen in general is important. Um, you know, I think that that's an active process and it doesn't just happen because you have older guys. You need to have the right older guys leading the charge and and they have to work at it on a on a daily basis. You know, le- leadership isn't something that happens, it's something that is that is executed, that is performed and the guys have to work at it. So having a lot of upperclassmen is great, but having a lot of upperclassmen that are leading by example and leading with their voices and setting the right standard for the underclassmen and you know uh, working hard together to support each other's leadership I think is is even more valuable and that's that's what we've seen from this group so far. You return your top four scorers and seven of your top eight from a season ago and you're also going to bring back one of the nation's premier face-all specialists in Zach Cole. So the offensive strategy would seem to be pretty simple. Zach, go get the ball get the attacking zone, turn those guys loose. But mm-hmm. I imagine as a coach, you, you take a more nuanced look. So what can you tell us about how the Hawk offense might look in 2023? Well, we return, as you mentioned, a lot of guys there. So we're not uh, we're not trying to, to reinvent the wheel. We're going to play a very similar to style uh, to what has uh, given us success over the last few years. So we want to be uh, – we want to be organized and methodical in the half field. We want to push the tempo of the game in transition and take some chances there when we when we can. Uh, we do expect that Zach will will give us a you know a slight advantage in the number of possessions. Um, but what we do with those possessions will be you know will be the key. You know, winning faceoffs and turning the ball over doesn't help you to to, to win games. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we gotta we gotta take care of the ball and make sure that we're we're turning those faceoff wins into hope. Hopefully, you know, goals on the scoreboard. Well, there's some familiar names back on defense as well. And, and last season, the Hawks were 15th in Division One in scoring defense. So how do you carry that effort forward into the new campaign? 
Um, you know, we did lose some guys at the defensive end. We lost uh, two of our top defensive midfielders, one starting defenseman. Uh, but I think we do return a good core of guys. We get a, a defensive midfielder and Drew Chilson, who has played in every game of his career prior to being injured last year as a senior. We get him back in the mix, so we expect uh, you know him to kind of fill in the, the gap left by Adam Ritter and, and Jack Anderson. Uh, Logan Blondell was a starting defenseman for us, and uh, you know uh, we've now kind of moved Levi Virch down to to close D. So we anticipate Pat Clemens and Joe Burnham and Levi Virch to kind of be the top three guys down there. In support of those guys, uh, we have a freshman named Liam Quinn, who you can't miss out there. He's six foot seven and <laughs> two hundred and forty pounds, who will be pushing for time at the back end, and then. Uh, Harrison Oler, a transfer from Utah as well. Um, so uh, we feel good about the top five guys we have at Close D. We feel good about the defensive midfield rotation. Uh, Pat Clemens has returned. Uh, you know, he's a multi-year all-conference player and looks to be in, in great shape and is playing at a very high level leading that group. Uh, him and Zach Manti uh, were both nominated as captains for the season, so we got two uh, veteran leaders back there. And... Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to do what we have done, you know, as long as I've been coaching the defense. So we're going to we're going to play a lot of, uh, you know, man to man. We want to be help oriented. We want to push the tempo and extend on guys and try and make the offense play at a faster pace than they're used to. And we'll mix in some zone defense to keep people off kilter and, you know, just kind of do what we've been doing. It's probably also nice to have the NEC Championship Most Outstanding Player back between the pipes with Robbie Seeley and Goal. Why don't you talk to us about your goalkeeper situation this year? Yeah, Robbie really, uh, you know, emerged last year as a, an elite ball stopper, and uh, he's continued that progression this year. Um, you know, we brought in a, a transfer goalie named Scott McMillan, who uh, who has pushed Robbie and is in contention for that starting position as well. So we've been thrilled with having a, a one-two combination there where, you know, we feel great about both of them. Um, you know, what what I love so much about Robbie is, you know, he has all the intangibles. He's a, he's a great kid. He's a hard worker. He's a leader. He's a team-first guy. He, he loves to see shots. He wants, you know, more from the coaches, more film time, more coaching, more shots. He wants to stay after practice. And, you know, he's just fearless in there. You know, it doesn't matter if we're doing a shooting drill where we're, you know, we're, we're shooting balls on the run or we're, you know, we're coming up the hash and turning the corner on him from two yards out. You know, there's no shot that he doesn't want to see and there's no drill he doesn't want to be in if it means he can see live action. So, uh, Robbie's uh, Robbie's poised for another great season, and we're, we're going to count on him to make a make a big splash here in his first uh, full season starting in Game One. Well, speaking of Game One, you've got notable names on the schedule this year. You see Johns Hopkins, St. Johns. You got local rivals with Penn and Drexel, part of the Philly Four Classic that you guys will be hosting in Sweeney Field this year. And then your alma mater, Duke, right before conference play. How do you think this year's slate compares with past ones, and and how you think it'll prepare? the Hawks for conference play. Definitely one of the toughest schedules ever put together for a, for a St. Joe's lacrosse team. You know, we, uh, 
we're focused and solely focused right now on on Sacred Heart and the season opener. Uh, you know, obviously some familiar foes, some teams we've played over the last few years, and you know, Towson and Providence and Drexel and Penn and. Uh, you know, conference slate is, is going to be a different ball game than what it has been in the years past. You know, adding Hopkins and Duke to the schedule, two kind of perennial powers, two household names in the sport of lacrosse, I think gives us an opportunity to, to make some waves and continue to, to gain some notoriety, you know, if we, can, if we can pull off a W in those ones. But for right now, we're focused on, on Sacred Heart, you know, a, a team that has uh, – We've battled with for years in the in the Northeast Conference, and a, a team that I know is going to be ready to uh, to get after us on Saturday. You know, I will mention sort of the stretch, uh, March fourth to March eleventh. You know, we, we play Hopkins on a Saturday, we play Penn on a on a Wednesday evening, and then uh, Drexel on a Saturday. So those three games in seven days against teams of that caliber is going to really really test our team. And is that what you're looking for? Just you say test the team, but 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 maybe maybe for your own benefit to see how the team is reacting, just as much as it is for them to gain the experience. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think you know when you play really tough teams and you play them on short rest, um, and you see if you can kind of generate the same energy and enthusiasm and focus to kind of do it again quickly it prepares you for you know the end of the season where you might you know if you're playing in the conference tournament you're going to play Saturday Thursday Saturday and uh, I think if you can do that during the season and get a feel for what it's like um, you know more more than anything you know in the non-conference schedule you, you know if you can if you can play teams that are going to push you to the limit and you can put yourself in a competitive environment where you, you have to be at your best or you don't win. I think that's great preparation for the, the conference season where every game has postseason implications. So uh, that's kind of what we're looking to do with the non-conference slate is just prepare ourselves for what is going to be a battle every single week in the conference. And, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, th- those those experiences uh, on the front half of the season get the guys the type of perspective that they need for the back half. Well, the back half of the season, your first season of Atlantic 10 play. The league released its preseason poll last week. The Hawks picked second behind Richmond. So I imagine that might be front of mind for some folks on April 1st when the Hawks host the Spiders, one of the very first league games in Atlantic 10 history. Do you guys draw any motivation from that? Is it one of those things where it's the first year, you guys haven't really played each other, and while you have played St. Bonaventure and Hobart, maybe everyone's just kind of feeling things out. Are you guys drawing anything from that, or is it? do you think the league maybe is, is wide open in its first year? I think Richmond deserves to be first in the league. You know, they've uh, they've played at a really high level over the last few years. And if you look at which team in the conference has had the most success over the last you know, three or four seasons, I think Richmond is the team that you'd point to. So uh, I think they're deserving of being ranked first in the league. And I think what, what, you know, their coach and every coach in the league will tell you, it's like the same thing as being a, a preseason All-American or a preseason top 20 team or a preseason conference number one team. You know, the, 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 the preseason rankings uh, don't matter. And uh, any any coach would trade uh, the ranking at the end of the season for that preseason <laughs> right. ranking. So, you know, it's nice uh, it's nice to, to get mentioned in preseason things. But in, in the end, what you do over the season and what you do towards the tail end of the season is all that matters. 
Well, the last thing I ask, we'll tie right into that. As you get ready to kick off the new season, how will you define at the end of the year what a successful season looks like? Uh, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to that question, but I'll let you say it. <laughs> yeah, we want to win the Atlantic 10 championship. And really, we want to win the Atlantic 10 tournament championship and be playing back in the NCAA tournament. That's what will make for a successful season for us. Obviously, there's process goals along the way that you measure. Uh, but in the end, we want to compete for a conference tournament title and be back in the NCAA tournament. What do you think it takes to get to that point? I think it takes consistency uh, day in and day out with your with your practice and your preparation. You know, I think we have a team that can compete at that level, and whether or not they they choose to operate on a day to day basis with the championship uh, championship mindset and championship focus will determine whether we get there at the end of the year. Well, coach, thanks for joining us, and good luck this weekend, and of course throughout the season as you head into your first year in the new Atlantic Ten Men's Lacrosse League. Thanks so much. Our thanks to St. Joseph's men's lacrosse head coach Taylor Ray. The Hawks open that 2023 campaign on Saturday afternoon when they host Sacred Heart right here on Hawk Hill. Our thanks to you as well for listening. We'll see you next time. Be sure to subscribe to the Kettle Club Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can also find us at sguhawks.com slash podcasts. 